welcome to Podagogy, a Highlander Academy podcast about what we do and why we do it. I'm Christy Wright. I'm the assistant head of school, and I'm sitting here with Nick Duncan, our headmaster. Good morning. Good Mr. morning. Duncan. Good morning. Glad to have you here. Yeah. So uh, this is episode one, and today we're going to start out with the grammar of classical Christian education. And we'll start each episode with a great quote, and then at the end of each episode, we'll have a greater quote from one of our students. So here's our great quote by Andrew Kern. He says, classical education is the cultivation of wisdom and virtue by nourishing the soul on truth, goodness, and beauty, so that in Christ, a student is better able to know, glorify, and enjoy God. It's good stuff right there. Yeah, that's one of my favorite summations of classical ed. So today's podcast, I think, applies to all of our parents and students, and uh, hopefully will be a tool for them to help under- help them understand what we're doing. So let's just jump right in. We have a lot of words or phrases, and we just want to walk quickly through them and explain uh, when we use these words, what do we mean by them? Right. So let's start with the divisions of our of our school, primary, lower, upper school. Right. So primary school uh, at HRA is kindergarten through second grade. Lower school is our third through sixth grade classes. And our upper school is seventh through twelfth grade. And those divisions are you know, loosely based on uh, the trivium and, and how we believe that kids learn the, in the stages that they walk through. All right. Let's look at uh, liberal arts. And again, a lot of these will have their own episodes, so we'll we'll stay brief. But tell us, what are the liberal arts? Yeah, the liberal arts are the arts that, um, you know, liberal comes from a Latin word, which means freeing. These are the arts for the free person or the arts that free us to be able to think clearly, to think well. Um, uh, traditionally, there are seven liberal arts broken into two different groups, the trivium and the quadrivium. The first three in the trivium are the grammar, logic, and rhetoric. The last four all deal with numbers. So that's arithmetic, geometry, music, and astronomy. Um, that's uh, numbers in space, numbers in time, um, numbers, and numbers in space and time. It's, it's hard to not I get excited just hearing those. It's hard to not yeah. go on. Uh, what about the, the trivium you said there? Just reiterate again for everyone, we use the word trivium a lot. So what is the trivium? Yeah, the trivium, grammar, logic, and rhetoric, uh, which are actu- actual subjects that we teach uh, at HRA. Um, but they also give us a framework for how students learn. And so there's a grammar stage, a logic stage. Sometimes that's referred to as dialectic. Um, and then a, and a rhetoric stage. Um, so we're giving kids in the grammar stage the basic building blocks. In logic stage, they're starting to ask deeper questions, why, how the world works, creating good arguments. And in the rhetoric stage, Lord willing, they can uh, now craft a good argument, and then we teach them how to how to communicate that eloquently um, for the good of their neighbor. Yeah, and trivium, I, I think, just means the three ways yeah, in Latin. Absolutely. Right? All right, let's look, let's look at what we mean when we say pre-logic stage. Yeah, well, I, I've answered quite a few of these thus far. Why don't you give us a little bit about what how you would describe pre-logic? Sure. So pre-logic, when we talk about students in the pre-logic stage, we're really talking about students in grades four, five, and six as they're transitioning from the grammar stage to the logic stage. And depending on the student, depending on the subject, we'll have students who aren't quite ready for the logic stage, or maybe the content itself isn't quite ready for the logic stage, but they're definitely needing to move beyond a simple memorization. And so we talk about students being pre-logic. Yeah, it's great. Uh, The next one we have is the quadrivium, which again is part of the liberal arts, which you already mentioned, but sometimes we'll we'll use that word quadrivium, uh, means the four ways in Latin, and what is the quadrivium? Yeah. Well, again, the quadrivium deals with uh, numbers. And so you have arithmetic, geometry, astronomy, and music. And each one of those deals with numbers in a different way. So numbers in general, numbers in space, numbers in time, 
numbers in space and time. Um, and those are, you know, we study arithmetic all the way through. Uh, a lot of the quadrivium is reserved for students that are in um, you know, logic and rhetoric stage. Um, music all the way up through, and we'll, we'll talk about that a lot more later, but numbers. Right. And so just to be clear for everyone, you know, liberal arts are seven liberal arts, and we divide them between the three ways, the trivium, and the four ways, the quadrivium. So let's talk about Socratic teaching or the Socratic method. Yeah. Uh, Socratic teaching, the Socratic method, uh, is a big part of what we do, especially as a student. You were talking about that pre-logic stage. As they get into that pre-logic stage and move into the logic stage, um, you know, with, with our littles, you'll see a lot more uh, teacher-led instruction. And when we get into the logic stage and the rhetoric stage, the students start to take ownership of that learning a little bit more themselves. And we teach them to do that through Socratic discussions um, and just asking them why and letting them, um, sometimes we'll let them sit in circles. We call those Socratic circles and just um, let them bounce questions back and forth uh, about a certain topic. Right. So as opposed to direct instruction, Socratic teaching is just using questions to lead the student to yes. a certain conclusion. Yes, absolutely. Right. And you went ahead and hit on the next one, Socratic circles, which is just a way to use Socratic teaching by circling the kids up. Right. Uh, what about great books? And then, of course, related to that would be uh, the curriculum we use, omnibus. Those are right. those are two phrases or two words that we might not be familiar yes. with outside of Highland Room circles. Yes, absolutely. So omnibus uh, is a Latin word, which means all-encompassing. And so that's the curriculum that we use for our great books program. And when we say great books, we mean uh, the best of what has ever been written in Western civilization. So we're talking about uh, the giants of Western Civ. We're talking about Homer and Dante and Virgil um, and and learning from the greatest minds that um, have ever existed and, and letting the kids take part in that conversation themselves as they get older. Yeah, the Western canon, That's right? Um, when we talk about house at Highland Rim specifically, what do we mean? Yeah. House is the best way that, that I always used to describe it is, oh, have you seen, uh, have, have you seen um, Harry Potter? And a lot of times people say yes. Sometimes they say no. I've not read or seen Harry Potter, but um, that's not, that, that comes from, uh, the house system comes from uh, the old, you know, university system when it first popped up in Europe, um, only men were going to university at that time and they would become fellows of a house um, and they would compete against each other in various um, competitions and gain points. And it was a, it was a pride based thing, but also meant to, you know, as iron sharpens iron, um, make each other uh, more sharp um, in, in various disciplines. And so we have four houses at HRA that compete in various competitions throughout the year to make each other uh, more sharp and to, and we use the house as a uh, way to give students a voice, almost like a student government. And, um, yeah, so so house is great. You want to rattle off those four houses? We can start with the, the best, of course, the house of Zwingli. Yeah, well, that's debatable, but um, I would say House of Aquinas would be the best. But we do have a, a House of Aquinas, the House of Zwingli, the House of Clement, and the House of Knox. Um, okay. And th those are all named after, uh, you know, church, church reformers throughout history. Right. House pride goes deep. Yes, it does. All right. Let's talk about rigs. What What is rigs? What I, I would actually love to hear you talk about rigs. All so. right. So, yeah, I've had I've had a couple students go recently through um, the rigs program. Rigs is our uh, the shorthand name of our phonics program. 
program. So Highland Rim Academy Classical Education highly values phonics instruction for reading. And so the particular curriculum, there are many great ones out there, is uh, a program we call RIGS. And we uh, begin that program in kindergarten. We teach it in the first grade and then into the second grade as well. And uh, for new parents, they'll get a lot of introduction on that specific program. Um, let's go next to famous men. We'll talk about sometimes famous men. What do we, what do we mean outside of the general? Yeah. 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 We're not talking about uh, like Brad Pitt, right? Like we're not, we're not talking, talking about no. celebrities, not on uh, this pop podcast. culture, not, on, yeah, <laughs> not here. Um, the famous men would be, you know, those men uh, throughout history in a, in a similar way that we talk about great books um, and the, and the best books that ever uh, have ever been written and discussing those. We're talking about um, men of virtue, um, men whose names have stood the test of time uh, throughout all of history and allowing our students to um, engage with them, their exploits, their character, um, discuss, um, you know, what's good, what's not great about, about those men, um, throughout history. Yeah. And more specifically, you, you might hear in the hallways, you know, I, I have to go grab my famous men book. And so our fifth and sixth or fourth and fifth graders, excuse me, use a curriculum for history called famous men of Rome, famous men of the middle ages. Right. And so, uh, famous men sometimes is even just a shorthand for the history curriculum we use for the students study history. Um, you know, a tops on the, on the heads of different, uh, famous men and every now and then a famous woman shout out to Joan of Arc so uh, when we talk about the ACCS yes. um, what are we talking about and then we'll also mention Tannis who yeah, Tannis is absolutely ACCS and Tannis are our accrediting bodies um, at Highland Room Academy. Um, the ACCS is the Association of Classical and Christian Schools, um, and, and what they do is serve to um, make classical schools really great classical schools. And so they, they come in, they, they uh, take visits and um, work to make us uh, a great classical school as best that we can be. And then Tannis is another accrediting body that has a really great relationship uh, with the state of Tennessee. And so, you know, this is, these are, they accredit non-public schools in Tennessee and um, they really help us uh, with logistics and um, a lot of the, the paperwork and things that have to be done to have a good relationship there. Right. What about ERB and NLE? Yeah, lots of testing there. So, yeah. so let's do this. I'll, I'll take ERB. You can take NLE. So the ERB um, is the is the group that we uh, purchase our standardized testing from. Uh, they they send us a test called the CTP four, which will soon become the CTP five. Um, and they test our students. Um, it's a national norms test where they will test our students uh, based on different skills. Um, there are lots of different types of standardized testing, but we feel, and ACCS recommends our crediting body, that the CTP uh, 5 is, is one of the best tests out there to test students at a classical school on how they think. Yeah, and we've been using it for two years now. Yes. So still getting acquainted a little bit. Absolutely. But we like it. Yeah, the NLE is the National Latin Exam. And uh, 2018, we had our first um, run through of the National Latin Exam, fifth grade through 10th grade, I believe, took that. And our students scored pretty well. And so we'll give, it's just a 40-minute test. We certainly don't want to over-test our students, but we do We do standardized tests. And then we, um, we also take the National Latin Exam for those students uh, who are in second-year Latin and 
and above. Uh, let's talk about the Lion's Roar and the Highlander. Yes, those are our two newsletters at Highlander Academy. The Lion's Roar is the big one. That's where all things HRA go. Um, and so if you want news about what's going on at Highlander Academy, you yes. have to be reading uh, the Lion's Roar or you're, or you're not going to know what's going on. Uh, there's so much in there. Sometimes you can even read every jot and tittle and still not be able to remember what's Absolutely. in there. So it's good to keep that pulled up um, and be familiar with that. The Highlander is the newsletter that comes out periodically, I'd say about once a month, whereas the Lion's Roar comes out once a week during the school year. The Highlander probably once a month, and the Highlander is all things upper school. And uh, our upper school department head, Mr. Gant, puts that together and does a great job. Yeah, and I also want to mention the Highlander has great uh, articles. Mr. Gant writes up, um, you know, sort of an expanded version of what, what are we doing? He'll zoom in and look at one thing and talk about that for a little while. I find that really helpful, especially as parents are trying to understand the scope of what classical Christian education is. Yeah, there's good stuff there. So let's talk about a few common phrases. Um, at all times, you know, if you are in my car for the 30 seconds as we drive up to the school, you're going to hear this. So I'll just, I'll jump right in. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Uh, this is a phrase we use to set the, uh, the standard at the school. At all times, I will respect those whom God has put in authority over me. I will respect others and I will respect myself. And uh, students, after they've been with us for probably even just a few weeks, when we say at all times, then you'll hear a whole class chant yeah, all of rattle those things off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and so that helps us understand that all of our quote unquote rules at Highland Ram um, really just tie back to respect. How can we treat one another with respect? Uh, all right, what does straight and silent mean? We hear a teacher in the hallway say, yeah. "Straight and silent." Straight and silent. Uh, straight and silent is how we train the students to walk in the hallways. Uh, we part of part of. Uh, well, let me say one of our main documents at HRA, it's very important to us, is our ideal graduate. And um, we, we really say this is what we want young men and women to look like when they graduate from Highland Room Academy. There are different categories for that. And, uh, you know, decorum is one of those things. And so we say if we want to graduate a young man or woman um, who exhibits that, what does that look like all the way back down to when you're five years old, six yeah, years old absolutely. in kindergarten? And so what that looks like is just learning how to do school, to be a, mm-hmm. to be a gentleman, to to be a fine young lady, to be able to know when you need to be in a straight line and be silent so you can get to where you need to get to in a, in a timely manner, in a respectful manner for everyone around you. Yep, absolutely. Here's another great one from Mrs. Price. I'll mention her specifically. This comes from her class, but I'll just want to throw it out there for parents um, because I love hearing these phrases from my kids and then I can incorporate them at home as well. And then they teach them to me and, and hopefully now parents can use this at home. Um, she says often, if we learn from our mistakes, it's a good mistake to make and you'll hear her students uh, rattling that off. And so I just want to put that out there for parents, uh, something great for the home and for the classroom. Um, what do we mean when we talk about, uh, we'll, we'll have the brief version, but good, true, and beautiful, another phrase you'll hear a lot. Right. Good, true, and beauty. Uh, goodness, truth, and beauty are the transcendentals. The medieval world would talk about those. And those are, um, you know, Christ is our, our uh, cornerstone there. He's our example for those things. Um, goodness, truth, and beauty flow out of who he is. And so we strive to um, attain that in everything that we do. 
All right, and then next we have another phrase you'll hear around the halls, obey right away, all the way with a good attitude every day. And again, we don't have to elaborate, but just to give that to parents as a tool. Again, I use that at home because my school kids know that phrase already. So right. it's just a helpful tool for us at home. And then um, the last one, something that you and I put forth for our teachers, uh, but I'll, I'll let you elaborate briefly. Classrooms are to be respectful, joyful, peaceful. Yeah, absolutely. That's even on our, uh, when we observe teachers and we observe their classrooms, we expect that classrooms are full of respect and joy and peace. And those are the conditions for, uh, those are the best conditions for learning. Yeah, absolutely. So each episode, we will talk about, um, you know, different weeds and different fruit of, of various things. And so here are a couple do's and do nots, just really briefly, as we talk about the grammar of classical Christian education, the basic vocabulary, the words we use, um, you know, a do is do ask questions. We want our parents to constantly um, be learning and growing alongside with us and never be confused or feel like, well, I've been at the school already for a while and I'm afraid to ask what this means, um, but constantly ask questions questions and subscribe and read the classical difference so we sign up our parents unless they ask us not to to that uh to that magazine and so those are a great publication has great articles um you should get that in the mail and if you don't let the front office know and they'll sign you up um you know staying informed with the newsletter as you said attending academic advising meetings and uh reading alongside books that are recommended all of those things are great do's and then the only do not i i have here is to not not do those things don't, don't do those things. Don't not do them. Don't not right? do them. Yeah. <laughs> right. So a couple parent resources just want to put before our parents um, a few books that have informed uh, leadership and, and our faculty and staff as well. Um, Wisdom and Eloquence by Little John and Evans. It's been a while since I've read that book, but it's fantastic. That's a great book. Uh, Rediscovering the Lost Tools of Learning by Douglas Wilson. Also a great book. And then uh, an essay you can Google and find, sit down in maybe 30 minutes or so and read by Dorothy Sayers called The Lost Tools of Learning, which was a speech yes. she delivered to some educators when they graduated. Absolutely. Fantastic. That, that was my first encounter with classical ed. That's when I started drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Reading that essay. Yeah. Too. So uh, we're going to close every episode with, uh, we start with a great quote. We'll end with a greater quote from one of our students. And this one actually comes from mine, uh, Jackson Wright. He'll be in fourth grade this year. And when we talked about um, how important is it to know the words that you're using, this is what he said. Well, if I don't know what a certain word means, I ask what it does mean. Yeah. I thought that was fantastic. So, so parents, students. Um, it's Occam's razor. It, it, it really is. If, if you're not sure, you, you keep hearing a phrase or a word that a teacher uses or, or um, leadership uses, then feel free to say, hey, I keep hearing this. What do you guys mean when you say that? And um, man, we're all just excited to talk about these things. Yeah, and would love to talk about those things. Yeah. All right. So that's our first episode. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'd like to ask you guys to find at least one other Highlander and parent um, and let them know that, that you're listening to this podcast, recommend it. And we'd love to hear your feedback. You can find out more about the school or how to contact us at our website. You want to give us that website, Mr. Duncan? Yeah, absolutely. It's highlandrimacademy.org. Great. And our next episode will be Why Christian Education. So we hope you guys will join us back and check that one out. Thanks for listening.